It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show for social entrepreneurs. Uh, today, we have a special treat. Um, you know, we're always all curious about, you know, getting traction with our startup uh, or established business or organization. Um, it's always a tricky, uh, uh, you know, endeavor to get that first thousand customers um, and just crack the nut on that first growth spurt. So, you know, you know, people have read the book Traction, um, a great book uh, by Gino Wickman, um, and also Get a Grip by author Mike Patton. And that's who we're going to talk to today. Mike is a visionary for EOS, which is a, a business and company uh, that's and that acronym stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And they literally help people build their teams up and establish the right vision and get the traction they're looking for in the market. This is all they do. And their books are a great reflection of how knowledgeable and how experienced they really are. So this is definitely a special treat today to talk with Mike. Um, he is just a, a hands-on visionary for EOS. Um, and he has helped many, many teams go through these processes. And what you're going to learn today is really interesting stuff for both, you know, you guys and even myself as I am ramping up Change Creator. Um, our team is always looking to to get more traction, just like everybody else. So let's dive into this conversation in just a minute. Um, as a quick heads up, we have a great edition of Change Creator Magazine coming up with Dale Partridge. Dale Partridge, if you don't know, was the founder of Sevenly, um, and they've done amazing things with the products they sell and the contributions they've made to charities. It's an interesting model that they had. And now Dale, he is also, you know, founder of several other startups that became multi-million dollar companies. He's the author of People Over Profit. Um, and we're going to talk to him about uh, his current business, Startup Camp. And, you know, obviously he's had a lot of success with starting businesses and building them up. So we're going to tap into Dale's experience and uh, share with you what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur and what to expect. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to be coming out in May. Uh, we are working on the designs as we speak. So without further ado, let's dive in. Guys, please do stop by the iTunes store. I can't stress it enough. We really appreciate you taking just a few minutes to leave us a review. This helps keep the show going, the show and the magazine, uh, really. So thanks again for listening and your support. It's really um, valuable for us and, and very much appreciated. Okay, let's talk to Mike and see what we can learn about getting some traction. Hey, Mike, thanks for joining the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing today? I'm terrific, Adam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to chat. Love your book, Get a Grip. Um, really good stuff. And, uh, you know, the other affiliated book, Traction, which I think a lot of people might be familiar with. And if not, they should pick up both. They go well together. Um, and, you know, you are doing lots of interesting work. And just to give people a little background, um, can you just, in a nutshell, just Give a little history. Um, you know, where were you before you wrote the book, Get a Grip? And um, how did you get to that point? What led you there? Just so we all have that foundational um, history. 
Yeah, so um, just brief history without getting too detailed. I grew up in an entrepreneurial household, spent my young career working almost exclusively with entrepreneurs, business owners, business leaders, and always felt like uh, I was put on the planet to build something great on my own. And uh, so eventually I uh, left my corporate career to become an entrepreneur myself, Mm -hmm. uh, led or helped run uh, four entrepreneurial companies. And the fourth entrepreneurial company I was running, I was frustrated. I felt stuck. It was the $7 million market research business. And I started looking around for ways to get better as a leader and to make my company better at executing on uh, its vision and and our owner's visions. And, um, and I discovered the book Traction, much like you did recently, and was just immediately drawn to its simplicity, uh, its practicality, the simple tools. Um, and that was about 10 years ago. And I flew to Detroit, met my co-author and business partner, Gino Wickman, mm-hmm. and uh, decided this was what I was put on the planet to do. And the rest is history. <laughs> That's a good story. So oh, I'm glad you did go down that path. Um, and, you know, we want to talk about, you know, some of the learnings. So, you know, can you, I guess I'd like to get a little bit more insight, um, you know, looking at your uh, website, which is uh, eosworldwide.com, just for anyone listening, if you want to check it out, there's lots of good information there. Um, you know, can you just talk about the process that you guys um, have? Like, what is this entrepreneurial operating system that you guys talk about and why is it important? Yeah, so uh, I want to start at a really high level and simply say that what EOS is and what the book Traction and Get a Grip is about is it's a way of operating an entrepreneurial company that helps the owner, uh, leader, and leadership team of that organization get what they want from their businesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, at a very high level, we want to help entrepreneurs clarify what they're passionate about, what they want to accomplish, and then get everybody on board in a way that you come to work every day feeling as though you're executing on that vision. That's EOS at a very high level. Right. And, right. and, then, and then going a little deeper, I'd simply say what we teach is a set of simple practical tools, a holistic process for strengthening the six key components of any organization. The vision component, the people component, the data component, issues component, process component, and traction component. Every business has those things, and that's what EOS is all about. And so then are you saying that those are basically foundational elements that are part of any successful business and that they have to work together? So traction was part of it, but traction relies on the other components that you just mentioned. Is that true? Yeah, very well said. It's a holistic interdependent uh, set of components where in order to strengthen your people component, for example, you also have to be strong at the vision process, data components, you, you, you can't just focus on one of those six things at a time. You've got to focus on all six, getting to 100% strong in, in each of those six key components and solving your issues. Mm-hmm. Root. Is it a common mistake that people 
you know, you, you hear about going lean, right? I start something, just get it out the door, validate, make sure people are interested. Um, you know, great. So maybe you get a little bit of that, but then you haven't really fleshed out that vision. You know, a lot of people, they don't write that stuff down. They think, well, I know what I'm doing and I know where I want to go. And, that, that, that. you know, and so they, 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 they dive into the traction. I got to do marketing, got to get, I want to sell this thing. But it's like, you know, you see the failures happening or, or lack of traction, and it sounds like it's because they're not focused on these other elements. Oh, yeah. And for the record, that's exactly the way almost every entrepreneurial journey begins. Because quite frankly, when it's just you, you are all six key components. And there isn't a lot of work required to make sure everybody's on the same page. <laughs> everybody's clear, right? You, you, Unless you have split personalities, you wake up in the morning pretty clear on what you need to go accomplish. Decent at prioritizing. <laughs> Business owners with real passion for the work they do every day and with all of their skin in that one game are going to bust their tail to execute on the company's vision best they can, right? Yeah. When you get, when you get 10 or 12 or 20 people in your organization, the amount of time and energy you have to spend articulating your vision, writing it down and getting those other people to really understand where you're coming from that surprises most of us, and it's why most young entrepreneurs hit the ceiling early and often as they're growing uh, a, a larger organization. It's interesting, and you know, I've I've listened to other people and read books from like Michael Gerber, and he talks about some of these systems that we create and uh, stuff like this. And you know, people will put together. You know, I, I find that there's. I guess, do you actually, let me rephrase this. Do you think it's important to have a co-founder when starting something to accomplish these things or can it be done? I want to start there. Can it be done by the solopreneur? Well, it can absolutely be done by a solopreneur and it's, it's proven over and over and over and over again. When you, when you make the transition though, Adam, from one person doing all the work having all the vision, uh, you know, sweeping the shop floor, doing all your own marketing, all of that stuff, to relying on multiple people, that's where you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself where you were, whether you were put on the planet to be a visionary, someone who imagines what's possible and begins the journey to prove it to others, right. or an integrator someone who's comfortable executing on a vision day in and day out, even when it requires getting in the trenches, working in the day-to-day, -day, having tough conversations with people. And, and the vast majority of, of capable leaders on this planet fall into one, or the, one of those two camps. Yeah. Maybe 5% of the population are capable of doing both well. And those 5% eventually get to the point where they can't do both jobs well. They need a little bit of help. And that's what EOS helps you figure out is, is what you were put on the planet to do, what you need around you to be successful when you exhaust your own capabilities, and what you ought to tackle first in terms of finding and, and equipping other people to, to join you on your entrepreneurial journey. I think that's a good segue into um, exploring then how do you, there's a couple things that I think is important for people because it's, it's one thing, you know, everyone hears, well, you got to have a vision, got to know where you're going. You know, I always say you don't want to play darts without a dartboard and that's great, but it's 
One, how do you go about making sure that your vision is clear and it's not something that's just taking you down the wrong road? And then even more importantly to me, uh, and especially for the young, the aspiring uh, startup world, is, okay, so you're, you're thinking there's a point where you have to have a team, someone come in and help. And, you know, I, I've, of course, with Change Creator Magazine, have been uh, through these streams of thought. And it's, well, how do you make sure you're getting the right people? Because it becomes an investment. Um, do you get a intern? Do you get a, uh, you know, a virtual assistant? Or do you need someone of high caliber co-founder quality? How do you know, like, you mentioned prioritizing these things. And so how do you start thinking about these things and prioritizing so that you're not spinning your wheels? Now, obviously, this is something you guys uh, offer in your program. And I just want to try to extract some of your expertise to help people get a little guidance on who are trying to, you know, they have small budgets and they, you know, may not be able to always pursue certain um, training and things like that. So what can we tell them to help get guidance on those types of actions? Right. So, so I'd love to separate your question into two distinct yeah. questions. The first is, you know, what do you need to do to make sure as you start expanding beyond yourself that everybody else in your organization gets your vision and wants to go execute on it? That was the first question. That's right. The, the second is, once you make that decision, how do you figure out who you need, what comes first, how to pay for it, all of that stuff. Right, exactly. Okay? Yeah. So, so the first one is, is how do you strengthen your vision component? And I'm going to start there. Okay? So there are a million different ways to do that, and I would urge your listeners to find the way that makes sense to them. I don't at all think that what I'm about to share with you and your listeners is the way every entrepreneur ought to do this. Sure. It's just the, it's just the EOS way. And mm -hmm. our way is simple, crystal clear, and doable for the typical entrepreneur who's got between you know, one and 250 people in their business. Whenever they hit that ceiling for the first time, what we do, Adam, is I get the founding entrepreneur typically in the room with every member of what he or she believes is their leadership team at the moment they begin their EOS journey. And I ask them eight simple questions that define who the organization is, what it loves to do and is best at, where it's going long term, and what its shorter term vision and plan to execute on that vision are on a two-page strategic plan called the Vision Traction Organizer, or VTO for short. And I just insist that everybody who's in the room with me agree on every word we write down in answer to those eight questions. Yeah. And, and because what we've discovered is that there's no entrepreneurial company on the planet with no vision. Most entrepreneurial companies have too much vision. Yes. Everybody has a slightly different view of where we're going, how we plan to get there, what's most important right now and next year and so on and so forth. And we've got to get you all on the same page or there's no possible way you're all going to be executing rowing in one direction. Makes sense. So then the, the second question about people is simply this. We teach a discipline called structure first, people second, and it works beautifully even when you're the only employee of your own business. Right. And so what we ask our clients to do is just 
identify what are the major functions of your business and clarify the roles uh, of each of the people you need to execute on your vision for the next six to 12 months. We teach a tool called the accountability chart, mm-hmm. which allows you to articulate who you really need to be. And when you're a solopreneur, it is not unusual at all for your accountability chart to leave you sitting in three, four, five, sometimes even six distinct seats on your own accountability chart, each with five distinct roles that you need to be good at every day to take your business to the next level. And, And in terms of prioritizing it becomes a great tool for a, for a young entrepreneur to figure out, okay, you know, I have to be good at all five of these jobs every day until I'm ready to hire my first person. And the first person ought to be the person that's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of what you're going to invest in first. And sometimes that's the job you hate the most and are least good at doing. <laughs> And it's absolutely okay to prioritize that because when you free yourself from that responsibility, man, life is going to get more fun. You're going to create more value for your business when you're working in what we call your unique ability, uh, what you love to do and you're best at. That's a Dan Sullivan strategic coaching term uh, that we have adopted. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that all makes sense. And that that's even, you know, I know I, I've run the record label years ago and then also the magazine now. And it's always a matter of, you know, you can wear all the hats for a while and build this foundation. But at some point, um, you feel like if you want to go to the ne- that next level, you kind of need a dedicated resource to focus on certain things like your marketing and outreach and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. it's, it's always something I'm thinking about and wrestling with. And, you know, I, I use um, contractors and things like that. I'm always very nervous to try and bring on anybody as a full time. Um, so do you guys recommend, you know, testing the waters with people or getting, um, you know, getting people who are like virtual assistants and things like that? We certainly have lots of clients who do that. And and what I would say is that's a secondary concern for us, whether they're insourced or outsourced, an employee or a contractor. What we talk about a lot, borrowing Jim Collins terms, is make sure you've got right people in the right seats and then make a good investment decision, right? So a right person is somebody who shares your organization's core values. And it's critical that you've clearly articulated what those core values are and what kind of people you want to surround yourself with on this journey. Mm -hmm. So whether they're a contractor or an employee, they've got to share those core values. They've got to be the kind of people you want to, you want to surround yourselves with. Life is too short, whether you're hiring somebody or contracting with them, in my humble opinion, and then make sure they bring the proper skills, training and experience, desire to consistently execute well in the role. That's what somebody who's in the right seat feels like. And if you feel like you can get one of those people at a reasonable rate on a contract basis, um, by all means, do a cost-benefit analysis and make that decision. Um, If you feel like it's time to hire your first or second or fifth full-time employee, uh, do that as well. As long as you've got right people, right seats, and you feel like you're making a decent investment decision, I think either way works. 
Right, right. So you, you mentioned the uh, six areas of focus, right? So you have vision, data, process, uh, people, issues, and traction. Um, and they all work together. Is there a prioritization of them? Um, so if I'm just starting out, um, you know, is the vision like the first place to start and then everything else kind of piggyback? So is there an order to this process of, of kind of grounding yourself? Yeah, so great question. And, and one of the reasons we wrote Get a Grip is specifically to lay out yeah. for uh, readers the order in which a professional EOS implementer works with a client to strengthen those six key components. Right. And, and what I like to always say to tee this up is, is vision without traction is hallucination. <laughs> I like so, that. So we actually start with the traction tools first when we're working with a client, because what we want to do is, is get you better at executing on your vision and to assign some personal accountability to every member of your team before we spend a lot of time and energy on vision. It makes your vision more real and, and executable when everybody on your team knows what they're accountable for when they're working through the, the vision uh, component. And so the traction tools that we implement in our first full session with a client are the accountability chart. We set rocks, which are 90-day priorities for, for the company and for every member of your team. Yep. We teach a meeting pulse that keeps everybody focused on hitting numbers, completing rocks, keeping customers and employees happy, and solving issues on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And we also implement a leadership team scorecard that gives you an absolute pulse on how things are going day to day, week to week in your business. Right. So this is all valu really valuable. And I, I think what you can see from it is that it's obviously very a well thought out process. And um, I always am a, a big believer in, you know, using these types of exercises, um, you know, these these worksheets and things that you're talking about to really break down the thinking. Um, and it's a tremendous difference when you think about something versus when you're forced to actually write the thoughts down and, and, and see if it's succinct and makes sense, you know. It's actually very difficult when you start trying to do those things. So I love the way that you're you're proposing to walk people through this process to kind of shape their thinking and, and extract the uh, core pieces that you need from them. Great. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what attracted me to it in the first place, Adam. So you and I are on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So... If, if you now you've obviously worked with a number of teams and this is all in person workshops, right? Or do you guys how much is digital for your process? I have not gone through personally the, the EOS um, process and operating system. Yeah. So um, when I'm working with an entrepreneurial leadership teams, typically three to eight people at the helm of an entrepreneurial company. All the work I do is sitting around a conference room table, sleeves rolled up engaged fully in the work we're doing in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, every once in a while, one of our 155 professional implementers around the world will do a virtual session or have one or two members uh, Skyping in or, or video conferencing into a session. But what we believe is there's no substitute for human connection. And the work we do is very human uh, in order to get everybody on the same page. 
Uh, there are some digital tools available to entrepreneurs who want to implement this system at our website and on a, a subscription version of our tool set called Basecamp. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have about 700 members of Basecamp that are applying EOS in their own businesses or a handful of businesses that rely on those digital tools. Yeah. Um, and of course, the books and the free tools on our website are also very helpful to your listeners who, who just want to go learn more about what we do, apply some of these principles and tools in their own business and, and see where it takes them. Yeah, no, it's great. There's, there's a lot of interesting um, value that you guys offer on the website. Um, and just so people listening know, the website is eosworldwide.com. Um, and there is a lot of good stuff there that, that comes through. And obviously, at a free value, it'll, it'll show you these things. Um, but the in-person stuff is going to, you know, having that live interaction where you can ask questions and get direct feedback, um, obviously, you can't beat that uh, level of support. But, um, you know, sometimes it's nice just to start exploring and getting your feet wet to get the ideas. And, you know, I think we all do need help. But, um, you know, you got to cross that bridge when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I should make sure your listeners know is when you get to the point where you need advice from a professional, those 155 implementers of ours uh, spread around the globe think nothing of sitting down for coffee with an entrepreneur who's early in their journey and just wants to know the right way to use the VTO or the right way to build an accountability chart, I would urge your listeners to reach out to a local EOS implementer and see if they can get a little help on their journey. Yeah, that was going to actually be my next um, segue, which is, you know, okay, so you're working with teams of people, small startup teams, but nevertheless, they're startup teams, which means they have um, a certain level of in, uh, revenues each year because they're supporting a team, most likely, or they got really good funding. Um, so for the startup who's either single or just has a co-founder and are operating, you know, in debt, <laughs> yeah. um, they haven't gotten funding yet because they don't have growth records yet and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's early on, um, you know, I guess I try to find, you know, what is, that's why I like what you just said is, you know, they're offering support there. And that's what I find challenging sometimes for people is like, yeah, great. I can join, you know, certain courses, which sound really nice, but. There's so many options, they're expensive, um, and you always have this little, you know, voice of uncertainty, like, is it really going to help me or is, or am I, is it not, you know? And I love uh, what you guys are doing because I find you to be a very credible and reliable resource based on my research and the books you've written. So I try to, I try to bring that to the table for our listeners. Um, and, you know, the free resources, I guess, help a lot. But is there anything that you guys do for the solopreneur? I know you mentioned, hey, you can get a cup of coffee, reach out, no problem, right. ask questions. Um, is, you know, is there any kind of like, hey, you're, you're, you're riding solo. Do you have like discounted opportunities or anything like that, depending on the size of your company and, and, and things like that? Yeah. So, so what I'll say is, about 80% of our client base has between 10 and 250 people. And about 5% of our clients are smaller than that and 5% are larger. Okay. Um, so we definitely do work with some smaller entrepreneurial companies. One of our core values is help first. And all of our professional EOS implementers around the globe sort of reek of that core value. We are all passionate about helping entrepreneurs at any stage of their development 
get what they want from their businesses. And so what I, what I want your listeners to hear is use our website. We've done everything we can to, to, to share our secret sauce with the world. It's in all the books. Right. It's available for downloading free on the website. Every one of our professional EOS implementers will give 90 minutes of his or her time free to an entrepreneurial leadership team or an entrepreneur who's a solo shop just wanting to get clarity about how best to get started with EOS. It's, it's part of our DNA. Mm -hmm. And so reach out and ask if money is an object, we'll do what we can for you uh, at no cost and we'll be a resource along on your journey. And I have worked with over a hundred entrepreneurial companies and a handful of them met me many years ago before they were ready to work yeah. with me formally. And when they grew to the point they were ready to work with me formally, I got a phone call out of the blue and, and have a great client relationship and things are working great for both parties. So uh, awesome. that's kind of the way our business model works. I love it. Well, I love those values and I just like that eagerness to give people a hand up. Um, I think it always pays off in the long run. So you know, anybody listening, obviously, you know, reach out. These guys have their uh, hearts in the right place and uh, the information is really valuable. Um, I mean, I've heard other even podcasts talk about, you know, the book Traction and Get a Grip and just how amazing, you know, it, it seems to be a book that stands out when it comes to marketing for people. So, um, you know, congratulations on that. I, th I, I also you. agree that they're really powerful. Um, you start reading it and again, to me, you can read you know, books from people and they can talk about the same topics, but everybody has a different perspective and a different way of breaking down the thought process. And the way you guys break down the thought processes, I think are very logical and they're easy to follow and understand so that you can say, okay, I can, I can wrap my head around this marketing thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's great to hear. Great yeah, to hear. absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean execution is easy. It's it's one thing to know. It's another thing to actually execute, and there's so many variables in between. So that's where your actual hands-on support gets very helpful uh, in those situations because, you know, you've got to get the right copy. you got to have the right vision. you got to you know how to track what you're doing. It's just so many things that come into play when you start digging in that uh, it can be overwhelming for sure. Well, one of the things we say a lot is EOS is always simple. It's not always easy. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we're human. Every one of us is a human, Adam. And, and, um, and, and however simple something is, executing on it every day with rigor and discipline, we have a tendency to overcomplicate that. And we all need help from time to time. And that's why I love the chance to help because I believe that entrepreneurs are making the future great mm -hmm. one day one day one accomplishment one weekly to do at a time and any help i can give to the entrepreneurial community creating a brighter future than the present we know today uh it's a day well spent as far as i'm concerned i love that you uh you align very well then to our values as we support social entrepreneurship i think uh, you're in the same place and uh, it's good to hear so I want to be respectful of your time. We are coming to the end. I'm going to ask you just one, one more thing that I didn't get to touch on yet. And um, I guess I wanted to just know from your experience working with these other entrepreneurial teams, 
Is there any common challenges that really stand out among them? These guys are coming to you, they're obviously struggling with traction, or they're just plateaued and they want to grow more. Um, what is, a, is there a common theme that stands out right now that like, uh, well, 80% of the time, this is a major factor that is stalling people that we have to work on? Yeah, so um, I would, if I had to boil it down to one, I would say it's the ability to let go of the vine to, to when an entrepreneur starts a business with passion and drive and not a little bit of fear, it is really easy to fall into a mindset that nobody else will ever care as much as you do, work as hard as you do be as mindful of all the things you know to be important to your little baby that you built <laughs> from the ground up. And so it creates this, this difficulty trusting other people yeah. to join you on your mission. And, and what I will say is you are all, every one of you from the person who's just sitting down to stroke his or her first thought about a social entrepreneurial venture to the person that's been at it for 10 years, you're all gonna hit that ceiling where you cannot achieve your vision if you're not willing to let go of the vine. And I'd urge you to find the confidence and the framework to learn how to let go of the vine and trust other people to be great along with you on that journey. If you can't get there, please build a business that relies only on one human being yourself. <laughs> Because you're, you're, you're signing yourself up for automatic failure eventually, and I don't want to see that happen to you. Yeah, I think that's a great um, uh, tip there and good learning because it is very difficult when you're close to something because you do know all the nuances and the little things um, you know that have occurred because you've been so close to it. So you feel like, oh, if someone else is doing this, they're not going to know that unless I tell yep. them, and so I might as well just do it myself. and. I think a key word that stood out to me in your response was framework. <clears throat> and yeah. that seems to me to, you know, one of the things I've been kind of thumping on lately with my audience is about creating um, systems and discipline because it's like, you know, you can't just wake up in the morning and start doing whatever you feel like doing. You have to have a reoccurring system in place. And it sounds like, you know, part of what you're saying is if you want to bring, if you can let go of the vine and you have documented systems for how your business functions, you can hand those over to people much more easily because you have an established framework. Is that, is that what you were trying to say or no? That, yeah, that's exactly right. And you've got to define what a great person is to your organization and make sure you surround yourself with great people and, and that the people you're, you're letting go of the vine too, you really can count on. And you've got to, create clear expectations for the people around you and, and give them the tools they need to be effective. And there's all kinds of things required to be able to carefully let go of the vine. You know they're going to make mistakes from time to time. Make sure it's not fatal. That's what EOS is in a nutshell, is a, is a framework for strengthening those six key components. So more often than not, when you delegate to somebody else, they're going to hit it out of the park right alongside you. Yeah, makes sense. I love that. All right, guys, just a reminder, the website, you could check out what they're doing. Tons of free resources to help inspire and inform your marketing efforts. Um, EOS 
worldwide.com. This is Mike Payton, and uh, he's co-author of the book, Get a Grip. So we'll have that information on the website uh, when this is posted live, and you could check that out and uh, get everything that you need. Mike, any final words on your end um, that you want to shout out there that I missed? Are you good? Uh, I'm 100% good. Thanks very much, Adam. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you and you're welcome for, for having you on here. I think it was a really good, informative uh, discussion and I just appreciate what you guys are doing. So I'm glad we got to talk about it and share it with the audience. Thanks very much. Okay. Well, um, if you ever need anything, you know where to reach me and we'll be in touch. Yeah, sounds good. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. 